You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I really admire people who have the bandwidth to have a side hustle, to do something that fulfills some kind of creative need on the side. But what if you have a side hustle and you think it's time to make it your main thing? What do you do? You start with the all-in-one marketing platform from MailChimp. It has everything you need all in one place to give your business the strongest start with the right marketing. Learn more about the all-in-one marketing platform at MailChimp.com. There's a lot of talk these days about whether we should regulate tech. On the show today, a story about what happened when the government did step in. Thank you very much for being with us today as we signed this crucial legislation to combat online sex trafficking and bring criminals to justice. Last year, Congress, with broad bipartisan support in both chambers, quickly passed a bill called FOSTA-SESTA, which stands for, and bear with me here, the Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act-Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act. President Trump signed a bill that targets websites and tech companies that enable sex trafficking here in the United States, in particular the trafficking of minors. The bill was intended to make the internet safer. It gave the government more power to prosecute websites that were believed to be facilitating sex trafficking. But advocates say FOSTA-SESTA may have actually made it harder to help trafficking victims. And it definitely harmed a whole lot of communities in the process. I'm Ariel Dimros. This is Reset. Asia Romano, you are a culture staff writer at Vox. Mm -hmm. Where does the story of FOSTA-SESTA begin? So it really begins with a website called Backpage. The website Backpage.com has long been targeted by law enforcement as a hub for prostitution bookings. Backpage was for many years an online escort website, but it was very, very notorious for presenting escorts who were, in fact, sex trafficking victims. Dallas-based Backpage.com, a classified website, is hit with a million-dollar lawsuit for allegedly pimping out a teenage girl. The movement to try and punish Backpage really began in around 2017 with a documentary called I Am Jane Doe. I sent her out with one of her friends, and she didn't come back. Next thing you know, a life of hell. Which chronicled the pursuit of three sex trafficking victims who were attempting to sue Backpage for facilitating their exploitation and who were running into uh, this rule that has for a very long time protected the Internet. Backpage argued that Kabiki's case should be dismissed under Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, or CDA, a law which was enacted by Congress in 1996. Okay, and Section 230, to be clear, is a big deal for the Internet, right? Section 230 is pretty much the only reason the Internet exists. And it basically says that websites will not be held responsible for their content. 
if you think about it, if you're a small website, you're, you're getting started. If you have to think about what the people who use your website will do with it and, and how you could be held responsible for the out of nowhere things that they could do, you might never start your business at all. You might never build your website at all because the outside possibility of something horrible happening to you would just be too scary or too threatening. If you think about how not having that that provision in place would have restricted the growth of the internet from the beginning, there's just no way to really quantify that. So why is Section 230 a big deal for the sex trafficking victims who were trying to sue Backpage? Well, basically, they kept running into this this law. And that's sort of the focus of the documentary I Am Jane Doe, because that documentary is very, very pointedly in favor of something being done about Backpage and anti the existence of Section 230 as a roadblock to being able to to do this. Lots of votes taken, but nothing's happened. So many people are um, not interested in changing the laws in regards to the internet. So what does FOSTA-SESTA actually do? FOSTA-SESTA basically is designed to allow government officials and authorities to prosecute websites thought to be facilitating sex trafficking or exploitation despite the protections of Section 230. The bill's language penalizes websites that, quote, promote or facilitate prostitution and allows authorities to pursue websites for, quote, knowingly assisting, facilitating, or supporting sex trafficking, which is really vague enough that it threatens a wide, wide range of websites. The, the moment that FOSTA-SESTA was passed, several websites immediately shut down because of it. Probably the, the, the most well-known was the Craigslist Personals site. And that website immediately shut down because Craigslist was like, we just do not have the resources to build new infrastructure to protect against the outside possibility that someone is going to use this, this section of our website for sex trafficking. So basically, they had to shut down the website because there was no way that they could ensure 100% that every single post was not related in any way to sex trafficking. Right. Or even the appearance of sex trafficking. Say someone was trying to engage in a role play where, you know, they were a dominatrix or they were enacting a rape fantasy. Think of the most extreme yet ultimately benign consensual case that you might see on a website like this. And then imagining authorities prosecuting that as though it were legitimate. Even if ultimately you were found to be consensual, everything was found to be okay, that would have destroyed the website in the meantime. You seem to be talking a lot about smaller websites. Right. But this is a law for, for all of the internet, right? It must have impacted larger websites like Facebook and Twitter as well, right? Well, you'd think. But this is the thing. As those websites have grown larger and larger and larger, and they've gained more and more resources, they are far less threatened by the extreme potential of this law than a smaller website would be. A website like Facebook, you would think would be the first website that would immediately be impacted by this because Facebook, you know, is huge. But Facebook has a very, very deep well of resources to draw upon when it comes to protecting itself against things like this. A tiny, tiny website does not have any of that. So FOSTA-SESTA is a law that largely impacts the little guys on the Internet. Exactly. And the irony here is that these giant corporate platforms like Facebook were able to grow and flourish and thrive on the Internet because they were protected by 230. And now that they've grown enough, they don't really have a vested interest 
in ensuring that 230 continues to protect smaller websites and other potential startups and competitors. So FOSTA-SESTA is proposed. What was the legislative process for this? Because Congress is notorious for legislative gridlock. This bill actually passed pretty much uh, with full support from most of Congress. On this vote, the yeas are 388 and the nays are 25. On the face, FOSTA-SESTA looks like a no-brainer. You know, you read sex trafficking victims are trying to sue Backpage, and as part of their, their pursuit of justice for this horrible thing that they went through, they created this bill. Uh, most of Congress was really on board with this, and it also had a number of celebrities who were supporting it. There was a really uh, well-circulated ad featuring celebrities who were talking about the importance of passing this bill. Today, you can go online and buy a child for sex. It's as easy as ordering a pizza. It is inconceivable to me that this is happening here in this country. Thousands of children are raped every day. They included Seth Meyers and Amy Schumer. This bill also had support from corporations like Disney. Uh, So it was really, really popular. And I think that just speaks to how overwhelmingly compelling the idea of this is. Right, because the idea is to say, okay, if we stop these websites from allowing these kinds of messages and posts to to go through, then we're presumably going to reduce the amount of sex trafficking that is happening in the United States, right? Is is that the argument? That is the argument. The idea seems to be that if sex traffickers don't have an easy tool at their disposal to, I guess, boost their business, they'll be less likely to flourish. If you can't advertise, if you can't promote yourself, then you don't have a business. But... In fact, what Backpage facilitated, along with actually facilitating the sex trafficking, it facilitated the ability of investigators and authorities to actually find these victims and see their faces and maybe even identify some of them. And in fact, many authorities afterwards came out and said, you know, this will make our jobs harder because now we don't have a way to actually track these victims and to see, you know, where they're located. And then there's the fact that there are many sex workers who argue that this bill actually makes their work much, much more dangerous. Sex work is not a black and white field, obviously. There are sex workers who are doing their work. There are adults who are doing their work consensually. And despite the stigmatization of sex work as a whole, many of these people are perfectly fine. They're perfectly safe, you know. But if sex workers are not able to use very visible means of getting their message out there and identifying themselves. They have less protection against the clients who want to use them. So like if you are using a site like Backpage, somebody has to make an account. They have to be an actual user. You know, they might include a profile. Like you have ways of vetting your clients. As opposed to meeting your clients on a street corner. Having to meet your clients on a street corner, having to meet them at a bar and not knowing anything about them in advance. So in a way... It's very, very possible that removing those pages does make those sex workers less safe. What about the wins? Is this law preventing sex trafficking? I don't think we know this. I don't think there's been enough quantifiable uh, study done on this yet that we can really definitively say, which I think is where we get into the call to now do that research. So FOSTA-SESTA is on the books now, and we don't know much about whether it's working. 
while it's possible that it's reducing the prevalence of sex trafficking in the U.S., it's also just as possible that it's only reducing the visibility of sex trafficking. Sex workers also say the law makes it harder for them to vet their clients and keep themselves safe. And on top of all of that, FOSTA-SESTA has led to the shutting down of websites used by marginalized communities who might not have elsewhere to gather. So for a law that's supposed to increase safety, it seems plausible that it might be doing the opposite. But again, we don't actually know. One politician is leading the charge to find out. My interview with him is after the break. This is Reset. Hiring the right person takes time, time you often don't have. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. LinkedIn Jobs helps you look at things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability, and a whole slew of other characteristics that you might be looking at when you're trying to get somebody who's qualified and who matches your business requirements perfectly. LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire, people with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash reset. That's linkedin.com slash reset to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. U.S. Representative Ro Khanna represents Silicon Valley, and he was part of a small group of politicians who publicly opposed FOSTA-SESTA. Part of that opposition stems from conversations he had with sex workers when the bill was up for debate. Uh, And many of them said other members of Congress or offices weren't even willing to speak to them or engage with them because of the stigmatization of that community. Uh, They were concerned that uh, consensual sex work was now going to go onto the street and they would be subject to greater violence, to sexual assault. And this would do nothing to actually prevent sex trafficking or child trafficking. In fact, FOSTA-SESTA was a reaction to Backpage, where some of the people were engaged in sex trafficking uh, and child trafficking, and the existing criminal laws were sufficient to go after those bad actors. What FOSTA-SESTA did uh, was go far beyond sex trafficking and child trafficking and has actually criminalized websites uh, for sex workers who are some of the most vulnerable in our society. What would you say to people who say, well, sex work is illegal in most of the country, so why should we care about sex workers? They shouldn't be able to have access to to meeting up with clients or investigating their clients online anyways. I would say if you care about the most vulnerable populations in this country, you should care about sex workers. Sex workers uh, are often uh, transgender or women of color uh, or LGBTQ. Uh, They are some of the most financially Uh, insecure in our society. And the reality is that uh, sex work uh, is going to take place. It has taken place for hundreds of years. The question is, uh, do we want this happening in a place where people are subject to violence, where they're subject to sexual assault, where they have no economic security, or do we want to regulate it and have it happen in a place where we can protect people's safety? Uh, But it's important to understand that when we talk as a Democratic Party about standing up for against increased violence uh, of women of color and against increased violence against uh, marginalized communities, uh, we we have to take into account sex workers uh, who face the brunt of, of that kind of violence. 
Given all of that, was it disappointing to see so much support for for this bill? It was. I, I think that the bill was rushed through. There wasn't a sufficient outreach. We didn't have testimony from sex workers. We didn't have testimony from uh, people who really understood the uh, overreach that uh, Foster sesta was going to have. Uh, and my view is if we had had that kind of deliberative process with hearing from uh, advocates, then it may have been a different outcome. So instead, what we did hear from was from a lot of celebrities like Seth Meyers and Amy Schumer. Um, how did it feel to, to sort of go against what these celebrities were advocating for? Well, obviously, celebrities have a, a, a large voice in uh, our uh, culture. But I, uh, you know, I was just on Seth Meyers' show. He's a, a, a fairly progressive. And I believe that if we made the arguments to him about the negative repercussions for uh, sex workers and assured him that there's still criminal statutes that can go after sex trafficking, uh, he may uh, have a different uh, opinion. In fact, the, many people in law enforcement believe that FOSTA SESTA has actually made it harder to go after child trafficking and sex trafficking. The reason is that a lot of the websites that were concentrated for uh, sex work have been shut down. And uh, now people are engaged in illicit activity uh, on many social media platforms. It's harder to track. So uh, I don't think this has ended up helping victims or helping law enforcement. And it's penalized the most marginal uh, sex workers uh, who often come from uh, the, the most marginal communities. So in, in terms of the Internet, what do we know so far about the impact of FOSTA-SESTA? Who's been most affected? What we know is it's shut down websites that have been used for consensual uh, sex work. And it has impacted sex workers who now have to go onto the street uh, or have to stand in a hotel lobby uh, to... to uh, uh, do work. And they are now being subject to sexual assault. They're being subject to increased violence. But it's also uh, censored speech more broadly. I mean, it's censored uh, certain groups' uh, conversations on, uh, uh, on, on social media platforms. Uh, it has had, a, in my view, a disparate impact on, on women, on the transgender community, uh, because it has uh, really gone after a certain kind of speech on the internet. And that, to me, is a dangerous precedent. Over the summer, you tweeted that 2020 candidates should support repealing FOSTA-SESTA. But every Democratic presidential candidate who was serving in Congress last year actually voted in favor of the bill. Do you see the Democratic Party changing its opinion on FOSTA-SESTA? And, and when I say every Democratic presidential candidate, just for the people listening, I'm talking about Cory Booker, I'm talking about Bernie Sanders, I'm talking about Elizabeth Warren. These people voted in favor of FOSTA-SESTA. Do you think they're going to change their minds about it now? I do. I think that FOSTA-SESTA was sold as going after sex trafficking and child trafficking, and people could get behind that, but they didn't realize the overreach of those statutes and what it would do to speech on the internet, what it would do to the sex worker community, what it would do to the transgender community and people of color. Uh, the reason we're going with a data as opposed to just putting out a bill to repeal is that uh, I want to present people with the evidence and uh, have them hear the stories of these advocates so that they are aware of the uh, negative consequences FOSTA-SESTA has had. And I'm confident once they have that uh, evidence that they will be for repeal. So let's talk about the legislation that you're planning to introduce. What exactly would it do? 
it would direct the Health and Human Services Secretary uh, to come up with a study within one year and present to Congress uh, what impact FOSTA-SESTA has had on sex workers in this country. Has it led to an increase in violence? Has that increase in violence particularly been borne by people of color, by the transgender community, by the LGBTQ community? What has it meant for people's physical safety in engaging in sex work? What has it meant for their uh, economic security? Uh, what has it meant in terms of uh, uh, increasing uh, prosecution or detection of sex trafficking? Uh, my sense is that uh, the study would show that uh, sex trafficking ha hasn't uh, declined, that there hasn't been greater enforcement, that what uh, the statue has ended up doing is penalizing consensual sex work uh, while not really addressing the problem of sex trafficking or child trafficking. Uh, but we want to have an objective study that looks at all of this and then uh, for that to be presented to Congress. To a lot of people, you could see what happened with this legislation, and I mean with, with FOSTA-SESTA, and take the conclusion that legislators, when they try to regulate the Internet, aren't very good at it. <laughs> People who oppose the regulation of the Internet feel that Congress isn't sophisticated enough, it's out of touch, it just doesn't understand. I wonder how you would respond to someone using the story of, of FOSTA-SESTA as a defense against letting government regulate the Internet. It's a cautionary tale that uh, poorly crafted regulation can have adverse consequences. But there's a balance. Uh, we don't want poorly crafted regulation, but we also don't want the Internet to be the Wild West, where you have uh, speech that is blatantly false uh, or speech that is uh, suppressing uh, minority votes or speech that is inciting violence or hate. And so the challenge of uh, the 21st century is how do we craft the proper regulations on the Internet that respect the First Amendment, that don't uh, overreach, uh, but that uh, uh, create uh, a public forum that uh, uh, supports democracy? I don't think these are easy questions. Uh, they're very difficult questions, uh, but they will require nuance and thought in, in grappling with it. One belief I have is that we need to get all of the affected parties and stakeholders involved before making decisions. So uh, I would have felt better about the process of FOSTA-SESTA if there at least you had sex workers and those advocacy groups testifying in front of Congress and having their perspective and there was debate and a considered judgment. Uh, but we can't be uh, making these regulations on the internet without considering all of the possibilities and all of the stakeholders. Representative Ro Khanna, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I'm Ariel Dumras, and this is Reset. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at ADRS. You can also reach the Reset team by emailing reset at vox.com. We publish episodes three times a week on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. So if you haven't already, subscribe to the pod. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or in your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. We'll be back on Thursday. Later, nerds. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot. 
because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 